0: Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Hostfully is a property management and guest experience software for short-term rentals that helps management companies, large and small, scale their vacation rental businesses. With features designed to help manage and grow property management operations, this could be the solution for you. Use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer.
1: Today, I am talking to Bob Garner, the owner and host of Casal de Fichi, which is a beautiful property in Italy, somewhere I would love to go visit. I've talked to Bob before on a number of occasions about how he manages his property and delivers his particular brand of hospitality to his guests. And we've heard about his green initiatives and his passion for environmental issues. Today we are focusing on this because Bob is about to launch a new project which you're going to find really interesting called Enviro Rentals. So you want to listen in to hear about what Enviro Rentals is all about and how it's going to benefit you and your company. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I am super delighted to be back with you once again, dialing in from the sunny climes of Gulf Shores, Alabama, where I am for the winter. No shoveling for me this year. I've probably said that before. You're probably going to hear it again, because every day when I wake up and I look out over the little lake, and it's called Little Lake, which is behind me. As I look out my window, I just, thank goodness, I am not going to be shoveling snow at all. Ever. Well, at least for this year. I don't know. You never know what happens. A couple of years ago, I thought I was going to be away for the winter and ended up back in Canada after the borders closed. So you just, you know, just make the most of every moment, right? So today I am talking to Bob Garner and I have met Bob on a number of occasions he is the host and co owner of a beautiful property that I would love to go visit in Italy called Casal de Fichi. And Bob and his partner have a particular brand of hospitality that we've heard about in previous episodes. And if you want to go listen to those, I'll put links to those in the show notes. It's really worthwhile because people who go to Casal de Fichi don't forget it and they go back over and over again. And it really is a masterclass in how to get repeat guests. But a theme that runs through the episodes that I've already done with Bob is his passion for environmental issues and how he has worked hard to adopt green initiatives on so many fronts and also to share that with many, many other people, certainly to share that with his guests and to help the local community as well. Bob won the first Destination Air Award back in 2020. And that was in a bit large part because of how he projects this passion to his guests and the local area as well. So, definitely worth a listen to the previous recordings. So, today we are talking about a new project that Bob is launching called Enviro Rental. And I'm not going to jump the gun and um, share anything about it. I'm going to leave that to Bob to explain to you. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview and hear all about it. So I'm super delighted to have back with me again, Bob Garner, who's been on the show a couple of times uh, talking about his wonderful property in Italy and his unique approach to hospitality, as well as the green initiatives that envelop his entire business. And today we're going to be talking about that and be talking about his new project called Enviro Rental. So welcome, Bob. Thank you so much for joining me again.
2: Well, thank you for the invite. It's really great to be back for the third time.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's good to see you too, actually. It's, uh, it's It's been a while since we we last met. So what's been happening with you and your business since we last spoke?
2: Well, for the business, it's been fine. It feels like this year has been back to normal, really, you know, post COVID. So it's felt like a very normal year. And that's been just how I like it. You know, no, uh, no great crazy things happening in the world. So uh, it's felt very calm. And I'm very happy that way.
1: So did you get business, um, you know, for, for most people, 2020 and 2021 were a bit crazy. How was it for you when travel came back again?
2: Well, for us, 20 and 21 were okay. They weren't the best years, obviously, but they weren't terrible years. And you hear such stories about the things that people went through. So I think we feel very lucky that we had a a reasonable season in 20 and 21. And as I say, 22 just seemed to be back to normal. And uh, it's like it it never happened and everything's just carried on (laughs) as it used to do. So long long may that continue.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like there was a blip. 2020, you know, those two years were just a yeah. blip and we've just gone back. It's, it went from 2019 to 2022. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super interested to hear about environmental And th- there's a lot out there about sustainable travel at the moment. And I really wanted to start off with that because Booking.com seemed to have taken the lead with their annual sustainable travel reports and um, so i wanted you to just give me some of those statistics that came out of the latest sustainable travel report from booking.com which came out in september of, of, the, of this year and a little bit about how you know what, what those insights are and how they can help shape the way that we approach environmental actions in the future
2: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So Booking.com have been doing these sustainable surveys for I think seven years now, and I've been following it very closely because it's really interesting to see the, the statistics, the percentage increases year on year when people respond to certain questions, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. And it's been really, um, really fantastic to see those numbers keep going up and up. And so, for example, this year, one of the stats was that 71% of those people surveyed, and I think it's several hundred thousand, uh, several tens of thousands of people surveyed, want to stay in the sustainable property in the area ahead. So 71%. Now, it doesn't mean they will do, doesn't mean they can do, but they would like to stay in the sustainable property. So 71% seems to me like an incredibly high number of people um, who would like to tap into sustainability. And, you know, one of the other stats that comes out of booking.com survey is that 25% of those people would be willing to pay more for a sustainable stay, which I think is a really fascinating number. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm talking to property managers all their time, they're worried about, well, shall I be profitable or shall I be sustainable? And I know from my experience of running Casaldi Fiki here in Italy for the last 15 years that the two go well together. It isn't a case of one or the other. The two go together and you can create a successful business around sustainability and attract those people who are looking to stay sustainably. And obviously, I meant evidence that it's worked and it's it's a proven fact that it does work. But I think the other thing to, to also reinforce is that Expedia did the same sort of survey and came out with the same sort of numbers. So it isn't just a one-off. We've got Booking.com and Expedia doing these surveys now. And um, like you, I've been at a number of conferences this year for me in Europe and Booking and Expedia have been on the platform saying that they want to put sustainability at the heart of their businesses. And as you're probably aware, Booking have introduced the eco-badging now for properties so that, that some properties that qualify can have an eco-badge next to their profile. And I think they've got something like 150,000 properties now on that profile. And just last month, they enhanced that profile and they've brought in various levels to make it more structured and more simple for Uh, travellers to find the right eco place to stay. Now, it isn't perfect and they're not claiming it's perfect, but I think we're on the road. Things are pointing in the right direction now and the big OTAs and a lot of the players in the industry are starting to realise that sustainability needs to be and should be part of the operation and they're aligning themselves accordingly. We've got a long way to go, Mm -hmm. but I think we're, we're on the track
1: that's so so interesting to hear and good to hear that Expedia are doing the same thing you know it's not just booking.com out there on a limb doing that so i think we've got to ask a question for people who're listening you know, what is sustainability what are we talking about here what does it mean
2: yeah, well, sustainability is a shorthand for environmental sustainability. And we should always remember that there are other, other types of sustainability because, of course, any business needs to be financially sustainable as well. But I think now when people see the word sustainable, they think about environmental sustainability. They're thinking really about the the carbon footprint of that business, of a short-term rental, what it's doing to reduce its emissions, what it's doing around plastic, what it's doing around energy, what it's doing around giving back to the community, all of these factors and lots of others form part of being sustainable. And I certainly know that when we started out 15 years ago, as I think I've said on a previous podcast, Heather, you know, we knew nothing about this Mm -hmm. and we started out with trial and errors to what would work and how we would operate and did a lot of research. And then we found that, you know, once we introduced those elements of sustainability We found that the guests appreciated it. They liked it. They came back um, because they enjoyed it. They commented with a great review. They referred people to us. And it felt like a virtuous circle to us that when you implement some sustainability, you get some good feedback, you get a better return on investment, and it's good for your business. And so then you think, oh, well, I'll do some more of that. And so I think sustainability, there are lots of ways of defining it, but I think the core part of it is about doing the right thing for the planet and reducing your carbon emissions uh, and communicating that, which is obviously really, really crucial.
1: I uh, went to um, England this summer, um, stayed at a property near to where my family lives there. And for the first time, I saw you know, there was a little monitor just sitting on top of the microwave and it showed how many kilowatts were being used, how how many how much electricity was being used during the day in that property. And I have to say, I looked at it and for the first time, and I thought, well, that's interesting." And then the next day, I looked at it, and it told me how much we used. And it was almost like a a trigger that got me thinking. You know, well, should I be using the washing machine in the daytime because that's going to use more? And it right. actually, it re- it was. It, it was so simple, and there was nothing there that said, you know, you need to look at this. But it actually got me thinking about it.
2: That's really interesting. You don't, you don't recall if it was branded or labelled in any way, do you?
1: No, I don't. I, I shall have to find out. I have to go back to to the owner because we're going to stay at that place again next year and and find out about that. But it, I just found the psychology was <laughs> was interesting there. Um, but is it? Is this not yeah, something absolutely. that's um, usual?
2: It isn't very common. There is a product called My Green Butler uh, run by a guy called Chris, um, and he'd be a great person for your podcast. And he's introducing iPads into properties with those stats that you've just been referring to and other prompts to the guests to encourage them to reduce their energy consumption. And I think it also doubles up as a digital guide as well and gives various information about the area. And another thing that you might be aware of is that uh, Vanessa Souza large is also introducing a product um, based on her company, Sestonica. And that sounds like it's going to be very similar to what you've just been describing. And she's trying to bring that in as an accreditation scheme, specifically for vacation rentals. So again, that's something else that you might want to pick up on. But it sounds fascinating. I'd love to know more about the products if you ever find out.
1: I will. I will find out. And I, I, sh- I shall let you know. Um, I want to just step back a bit and you were talking about eco badges that the the, the OTAs are talking about. How does an owner, manager, whatever, get into receiving an eco badge? What do they have to do? What do they have to demonstrate?
2: Well, it's on booking.com now. I think Expedia are going to be launching it next year basically it's self certified so of course it's relying on honesty on the part of the uh, of the owner or manager and it's a series of questions around energy consumption water laundry plastic things like that and you you self certify to whatever level that you feel you can based on a questionnaire and then they give you a rating and they put the appropriate badge next to your listing on the site so it's very simple and straightforward and I'm booking don't it's the be all and end all but they're on that road and they're enhancing it year and year out to make it better but again talking to Enrique at Holodoo I don't know if you know him and Holodoo have introduced the same sort of thing and they've actually got some analysis I was talking about it at one of the conferences this year that proves that the Click rate for the eco properties and the click to book rate, which is the most significant thing, was considerably higher for the eco properties than for the other properties on their platform. And that's absolutely what we want to hear because that's a great driver for property managers and hosts to go, well, if I can create some eco properties and some eco branding without greenwashing and I can bring in some more business, now that's a great way to motivate these property managers and hosts to introduce these things because they can see that they'll get more business as a result. So I was really chuffed to see that uh, from Holodoo and there were some early stats, but if booking have the same sort of experience, and I'm sure they'll be talking about it if and when they do, uh, then we'll all be hearing about it and that would be great.
1: You just mentioned greenwashing and I know you've talked yes. about this on a previous episode, but could you recap, please? <laughs> what, what is it?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's it's in the news so much now. Basically, it's when um, an individual or normally a, a business talks about their sustainability in a way that isn't actually accurate. So they're over-egging what they're actually doing or the impact that they're having. And they're actually saying that they're doing or the impact is much greater than it actually is. And, and there's a zillion ex- examples of greenwashing. But what we really need people to do is be... As I always say to people, be genuine, be honest, be clear, get it on your website, talk about what you're doing. And I speak to hosts and property managers every day about this and they go, well, I'm not really doing very much. And then we talk about it and we find out they are doing three or four or five things. And I go, that's fine. Put that on your website, explain what you do, even probably talk about what you might be able to do more of in the future. And people will appreciate that. And that's, that's obviously a great thing. But greenwashing is yeah. when you pretend you're doing a lot more. Uh, and obviously we don't like that. A, that's a horrible thing. And you will only get caught out in the end. So what's the point?
1: OK, give us, give us some. You say you talk to um, hosts and managers all the time about what they can do and what perhaps they're already doing but aren't really acknowledging because they don't realise that, that it is, you know, that they are contributing to a sustainability. So what are a few things that people can do?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll probably just preface this by by saying that I think a lot of people are struggling to think of what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. I was at the Vacation rental World Summit in Porto earlier on in the year, and I was on stage talking about sustainability. And one of my things that I do is I try and get everybody in the audience to stand up. And there were 500 property managers in the room. And I asked them two simple questions. I say, continue to stay standing if you believe that sustainability should be a core part of your business. Everybody stays on their feet, almost 100% they're there. Then the second question, and this is the revealer, now continue to stay standing if you've already implemented something around sustainability in your business. 95% of people sit down, and this is the gap that we're trying to address through EnviroRental which is the ambition of people who want to do something and their ability to deliver it. And we'll go on to see what those some things are in a moment. And that's the core, because most businesses are busy, they're they're trying to make a profit. They don't necessarily understand sustainability, what to do, where to start, which order of things to do it in. And so they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm creating environmental to, to give them those resources and give them those techniques and give them that information. So, for example, to answer your question directly, you know, we'll be talking about energy. We'll be talking about light bulbs. We'll be talking about low energy appliances. We'll be talking about a green energy tariff. So that's the energy that comes into your property. We'll be talking about websites that are low energy, that are run on green energy. We'll be talking about plastic, about water. There are so many topics to talk about, but people get confused. And of course, this is the key. They don't have the time or the resources to do all that research. So what I've done with environmental is take all my learning, all my experience and other people's, put it into a website, all those resources, give them a roadmap to get from zero to hero, and give those resources away for free. Because what we need is no barriers or as few barriers as possible for any property manager or any host to enter into the sustainability market. And that's what's really crucial is give them the tools, give them the techniques, take away the barriers. And so here you go, now you can get started. And that's what Environmental is, is aiming to achieve.
1: So it sounds sounds like a full knowledge base for anyone who who actually wants to get into this and to, and to learn more about it and then to implement some solutions
2: absolutely so there'll be podcasts there'll be webinars there's a roadmap uh, there's all the the international news around sustainability and vacation rentals so it'll all be in one place the blogs, the guides, the training aids, everything that you would expect to get you from starting out to being experienced around sustainability. But most importantly, in a very action orientated way, we don't want to complicate it. We don't want to give people 20 things that they need to do. Just get them started on the road go for some low hanging fruit first that they can do easily and at no cost and see a benefit for their business. And then they'll be motivated, hopefully, to take some more steps further down the green path. So we've got to make it easy for people, not in any way to patronize them, but because they're busy and they don't have the resources. So we've got to take away those barriers and make it as simple as possible.
1: Well, I'm going to break for a moment, Bob, just to listen to David Jacoby from Hostfully, who is our sponsor and who's talking a little bit more about their business. And we'll come back after that question and talk a little bit more about EnviroRental and some of these areas that people can start working on right now. David, we've been talking a lot in the past weeks about Hostfully. What features stand Hostfully apart from the competitors? Because there are a lot of competitors in this field now.
0: Oh, boy. Where to begin? (laughs) Okay. So one thing that we get consistent, incredible feedback on is our pipeline view. So that is a guest-centric view of seeing where the guest is in their process of making a reservation and staying with you we call it kind of the guest lifecycle management view so you can see if it's just a quote if it's on hold if they're confirmed if they're in destination and based on where they're at we give different prompts to help move that guest to the next stage to confirm the reservation to fill out the pre-arrival form to put it on hold or extend the hold a whole bunch of different prompts most property management softwares have a calendar view and we have that as well and this is a different way of looking at that same data and and our customers love that some other highlights our channel integrations we are the only property management software in the united states that's a preferred partner for airbnb verbo and booking.com so that's them saying our integration is in the best category not just us saying it's great, so we really pride ourselves on those channel integrations. Our API, we make it real easy for you to access the data. It's your data, you can do what you want with it, build your own integrations if you want, and we have tons of other integrations with leaders in the industry. Our robust messaging, uh, our email templates and triggers, and then finally, our beautiful digital guidebook. So lots of property management softwares don't focus on the guest communication side the way we do. That was actually our first software and it's still our, our pride and joy. Uh, so having great digital guidebooks up as part of a property management software is really in- integral to, to our plan and vision.
1: So lots of features, and I'm sure there's a, there's a ton more that we haven't been able to talk about here.
0: I'm just scratching the surface, but those are some of the highlights.
1: Well, thank you to uh, David from Hostfully. And now I'm back, of course, with Bob Garner talking about sustainability and his new venture, Enviro Rentals. While we were listening to David there, I was just looking uh, looking up that device. So I, sh- I shared it with you. So it's Ecobee. Okay. So All I right. will I will send you that and I will put a link to it in the show notes. So anybody who wants to go take a look at it can do. Okay. We were talking about really what's, what's going to be on EnviroRental. And we're going to come back again to that in a minute. But I just wanted to address how you started out by talking about the Booking.com statistic, about 71% of these of people want to stay in a sustainable property. How do hosts and managers actually find those people who are looking, who are actually out there actively looking for a sustainable property?
2: Yeah. I mean, This is absolutely crucial is, you know, I always say to people when you've done some things and you can start to talk about your sustainability and there's there's a couple of dozen things you can do. But then it's super, super crucial that you brand your website, that you brand your communication around sustainability, because otherwise people aren't going to be able to find you. So get a page on your website, talk about what you're doing, talk about what you're going to do and be honest about that. Also, put it in your digital guide. You know, we're both big fans of Touch Day, but whichever digital guide you're using, put it in there. It's another form of communication, because I certainly use that as as an aid before I've even got the booking. So that's another way of communicating. So I think that's absolutely crucial. But then there's also some specialist OTAs who are dealing with sustainability. So one um, which is particularly strong in Europe is ECO B&B, and they specialize in uh, eco properties all around Europe. And there are others, other types uh, in other parts of the world. So find an, if you're going to use an OTA, maybe consider using an OTA that's specializing in eco. And then the other thing you can do that you'll find, uh, so for example, you know, Electric vehicles are becoming much more prevalent. We're all going to end up with an electric vehicle at one day. Um, We've had ours for a few years now. So obviously we have a charger at our home and our guests are free to use it. But what that means is... Those charging stations go on all the databases of charging stations. And we've had a number of people come to us because they wanted to stay in the area. But, of course, they also want to stay where they can charge their car and not have to take it down the street or you know, into the next town. So that's another way of communicating your message out. And we've had you know maybe a dozen people come to us over the last five years, six years since we had it who have found us through the charging database. So another great way of communicating your message.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. I love that idea about the charging station. I hadn't thought about that. You know, it's just that, that one extra thing that, that could bring people to your place rather than somebody else's.
2: Yeah, and you know, we've said before, you know, and we've had these conversations, I know, I always say to people, you've got these two properties, they're exactly the same in every way, the same view, the same pool, the same price, the same quality service, et cetera, et cetera. And the only difference is one is eco and one is not. If all other factors being equal, who isn't going to choose the eco place to stay? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's gonna say, I'm not gonna as their eco when all other factors are the same so it's a great way of you know being part of the first mover status and getting ahead of the competition if you are one of the first in your area to introduce some eco aspects to your business so it's a no-brainer as far as i'm concerned
1: i love that idea of being you know part of the the first first movers because this is coming, it, it it's getting stronger every year, and certainly as these new generations grow and, and produce their families, they are going to be looking for these things. So I th- I think you're 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 right. If you don't get in there now, you're missing out yeah. on the benefits. Everybody's missing out on the benefits.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're of a slightly older generation, but the younger people coming up behind us, they're much more aware of the climate emergency they're much more conscious of their carbon footprint and they're much more sensitive to wanting to do something about it so that demographic is rising so why not tap into it by being sustainable
1: yeah exactly so so moving on to that about promoting this to guests how do we do this how you know once people are in our properties how do we encourage them to adopt the greener practices that we are introducing in the properties like things like recycling. This was one of our biggest bugbears when I was running Cottage Link Rental Management was to actually get the guests to do you know, to follow the recycling instructions and to separate everything because the local transfer sites where they would have to take the garbage because we didn't have garbage collection they would get there with their one big black bag with everything in it and be rejected, and then they'd come home and say, "Well, they've got yeah. this big, big garbage bag," and they'd leave it. And then the the owners, caretakers, cleaners had the job of of, recy- of of separating everything out. And it it was it was as I say a bugbear. How do we get guests who perhaps aren't looking for the sustain sustainable options? <laughs> you know, we're we're sort of in an education phase here.
2: Yeah and and it's how we started out really and and I think it's about communicating what you believe in as an individual and as a business what where are your ethics what's important to you and and brand and communicate that really clearly not in any way to say that you're better than them but just say what's really important to me and my business is that we're interested in the environment, we're doing A, B, and C, and, and we would really appreciate it if you could help us with that because you know your small contribution, whether it's taking out the garbage correctly or turning off the lights or you know turning the thermostat down or up, depending upon uh, the location, can help us make a difference for the environment. So we would really welcome your help and encourage you to be part of that. And as I say, we would certainly communicate that and do, all through our business so it's in our emails it's in our digital guide there's a whole section in our digital guide uh, we use TouchDay day around environmental about all the things that we're doing and how in each case the individual guests can help us and of course in our organisation, in my small business, they see it and feel it every day. You know, they're aware of it because the solar panels are heating the pool. They're not using single-use plastic. There are dispensers rather than throwaway bottles. There's a water fountain that can give you still or sparkling water without, so you don't have to carry plastic bottles. We give them a gift of a bottle that they can take home with them, a metal bottle there's an organic garden whatever it might be demonstrate to the guests so that when they go through the business as they're going through and using the facilities they're getting reminders of what you're doing and why you're doing it and that's reinforced through the website it's reinforced through the communication and through the digital guide because it's the digital guide they're looking at every day and they're seeing what Mm -hmm. you're doing and they they can't seeing what you're doing and it's really important to try and get them on side but i can appreciate it's difficult certainly in certain communities where it's not made easy for them and they have to make a little bit more of an effort i I can appreciate that
1: yes yes recycling has always been the. it's interesting i came down to this this campground two weeks ago and it's a massive state park in gulf shores alabama and in previous years there's always been recycling bins and and we've been diligent about separating everything out this year they've gone they've got you know the recycling is is no longer there and it's a little concerning but can you very briefly give us the basics of recycling because I do understand that the cost of it can override the benefits in some areas
2: well I'm, I'm going to perhaps surprise you and say I'm not a great fan of recycling really um, and you know when I, when I say that to people, they go, what? what? Yes. <laughs> and, and this is slightly political, but I, I will try and keep it simple. Essentially, only 9% of items around the world get recycled. Obviously, that varies from country to country. The rest goes into landfill or is in, is incinerated. So with the best will in the world, what happens is that the products that you recycle, depending on where you are, will or will not end up being recycled And that's something to do with the infrastructure in each region. It's something to do with the product and whether it's been cleaned sufficiently before Mm -hmm. it goes into recycling. And it's also, if I can put it this way, it's in – Let's just take an example. Let's take Coca-Cola, You know, one of the biggest producers of plastic in the world, in the retail area. It, it is in their interests to encourage you to recycle because it, it makes you feel like you're doing your part around keeping their business going. But what they need to be doing and what other in, in, industries need to be doing is removing single-use plastic out of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with Once it's recycled once, it degrades, and then it can't be used for the same product again, and it has to be used for something more simple, like a a car mat. And when that is worn out and that is recycled, it then can't be used for something else and has to be incinerated. So I think we need to understand that, yes, recycling has a place, but don't in any way see it as the be-all and end-all, because what we need is to reduce our consumption. We need to get, let's take plastic, single-use plastic out of the cycle of operations. So if you have to buy plastic, only buy plastic that's come from a reusable product, because single-use plastic is really a really bad thing for the environment. Mm -hmm. It's polluting the seas, polluting the land. Everybody's aware of this. So it's the consumption we need to address, not the recycling. So in a way, it's it's masking the problem. It's the consumption that we need to get down, because unless we can get recycling up to 80, 90, 95 percent, we're always going to have this problem. So it's it's a very interesting one, because when I speak to people, the very first thing they say is, oh, well, I recycle. Yes. And, yeah. then, you know, my heart was <laughs> they think that that's the be all and end all. And of course, they're trying and I really appreciate it. But it's 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 tackling the problem from the wrong end, and we need to get it from the the inputs and not just the outputs. If that makes sense,
1: it it absolutely does, and and I feel educated now. And yeah, I mean, we 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 all see the single use plastic, the clamshells that vegetables come in, when it's so unnecessary. What can we do though?
2: Yeah, I guess well. It's those small gestures, isn't it? When I go to the supermarket, I take my own rewashable string bags for the vegetables, oh, mm-hmm. so I won't take the plastic bag. I won't buy the products, you know, say the tomatoes in a in a clamshell, as you just describe it. I'll go for the loose products and I'll put them in my mm-hmm. my own reusable bags. They're small things, but we all have to tackle at that level because, unfortunately, we can't control everything that. the the industry is doing and um, obviously it varies from country to country I'm most familiar with Italy and and the UK and in both those countries certain supermarkets for instance are so much better in managing loose goods let's say Mm -hmm. rather than packaging plastic and i I guess the same is probably true in canada and and generally in north america so you you have to make a decision by where you go and which products that you buy and how you buy them it's complicated it's difficult and it's something you have to deal with every single day but I, i don't see any other way around it really um you you tackle it one day at a time one product at a time
1: I'm finding this conversation absolutely fascinating, and you know, looking back to sort of five years or so, I don't think I—I I don't think I had that interest in it. But now, I—you I, know—it's it, coming at us from all sides, isn't it? From you know, from climate conferences uh, on the biggest scales, way way down to the local supermarkets in Canada. I and I know that they've all done it now—is stopping the provision of free plastic bags to carry your shopping home in and and people are you, you see people walking into supermarkets now and they've all got bags you know they're they're carrying their canvas bags and so i think we are being delivered this message from many different fronts right now which is great and as i say finding it quite fascinating the last question really is about environmental causes because you i know that you support a couple of causes in your area If you'd just share those with us and then perhaps talk about, you know, how hosts and managers can get involved in environmental causes in their local communities.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that's important to us and we take sustainability at a very wide angle For me, when I go to choose a place, a vacation rental, I'll look to see how sustainable it is. But I'll also look to see what they're doing in their local community, because that's really important to me. I think we've all got an obligation to give back to the community, whether that's your local community or the wider community uh, at large. I think we can all do something big and small. Sometimes it might be cleaning up a beach. Sometimes it might be planting trees. Sometimes it might be getting educational materials to a a school that needs them somewhere in in your locality or somewhere around the world. I always think it's really great to see how you can use the power of your dollar or your pound or your euro uh, effectively. So, you know, as I speak about many times, we have who gives a crap toilet paper in our units. And that's it's a great funny name from an Australian company. And what they do, it's obviously recycled paper, but it's quality paper. Some of it is made based on bamboo. But what's most more interesting to me is as a company, they give 50% of their profits to build toilet and water facilities in the developing world for people who don't have them. And there's over a billion people in the world who don't have access to running water and proper facilities. So, you know, tens of millions of pounds from one single company is going to do that great thing. And I can support them by buying their toilet paper, which is delivered to my door, doesn't cost any more money. And it's a product that does what it's meant to do. So that's a great example of how to use your money wisely for the good. So when you're talking to your suppliers and and the products that you buy, just think about for a moment where you buy them from and what they do in their community, because they can amplify your dollar by doing something good in the community. And one of the things we do, you know, we use a company called Ecology to plant trees to offset some carbon and that's a company based in the UK but they operate around the world they're a great ethical company they're a b corp company which you might be aware of they're of the gold standard so that you know that you can trust what they're doing and that's a great way when you can't offset when you can't reduce your carbon any further offset the carbon that you have i will give one warning that i always give when i talk about carbon offsetting and tree planting though is do not consider that a get-out-of-jail card. I've planted some trees. I can carry on living the life that I was living before and producing the carbon. It's meant to be one tool in the toolbox amongst other tools. It's not the panacea to fix all your environmental problems. And I always say that because it's important that people understand that tree planting is just one aspect of, of trying to be more sustainable.
1: Yeah, that really is a great point. That, that's such a great point, because I think many people probably think, you know, well, I'll do this one thing. And then, you know, my conscience is, <laughs> feels <laughs> um, so, so yes, thank you. Thank you for making that point that, that, that just doing the one thing does not mean that you're really contributing to sustainability overall. Let's go back to EnviroRental. Just give us the, uh, you know, give us an overview of what people can expect when this is launched.
2: Yeah. So it's, Strapline is signposting sustainability for vacation rentals. And that's basically what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it as easy as possible for people who are busy and have got a lot of things going on in their lives with signposting what they can do and pointing them in the right direction giving them the tools, the training, the support, the information, so that they can just pick it up, run with it and implement it. It's got to be simple. It's got to be clean and easy like that. Of course, there'll be a lot of things on the site for people who want to delve deeper and do more research. But a lot of people tell me, Bob, just tell me the 10 things I've got to do and I'll go and do them, you know. So we'll do that for those people. And for the other people, we'll give them the background, we'll give them the information, and each month we'll be analysing a different topic and talking about it. And as I say, everything will be free on the website. So I would encourage people to register at envirorental.earth. And uh, as soon as we're launched, we'll get that information out to them and we'll start to engage. And I think the other thing to say is, you know, Yes, I have more experience, but we're all on this journey and I would never criticize anybody for wherever they are on that journey. We've all got to start somewhere. So please don't feel intimidated by that. Just take one simple step and review because we all started there and we've all got to help each other to move along that path. So I'm hoping EnviroRental will be a vehicle to help people because everything will be there. It'll be a one-stop shop. They won't need to go anywhere else to find anything to do with sustainability and short-term rentals.
1: That sounds brilliant. So when are we looking for this to be launched?
2: Um, it should be in about a month, so um, in about mid-December.
1: Right. That's wonderful. So on the lookout for that, I will put the, the link in the, in the show notes. And when it's launched, Bob, let me know and I, I can announce it um, at that time as well. I think it's, I think it's just a, a, a brilliant thing that you're doing. You've shown s- for so many years how much of a giver you are on so many fronts and I just commend you for doing this and for sticking with it for so for so long yeah you're, you're smiling and nodding <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. Some, sometimes it's not easy it's uh it's banging a lot of doors trying to make these, these things happen but I think you know it's something that I'm passionate about and it's one way that I can give back to the community so that's what I'm doing
1: Yes um I you know it, it's it's something that you see in another area like rent responsibly and what they're doing for short-term rental advocacy and just giving to to this wonderful community of ours and and helping people to get better at what they do. So thank you to everybody, you know, to the Dave Krauses, to the Bob Garners, to everybody out there who is giving to our community. I I just applaud you. So, so that's that's about it for Thanks. this week. I hope we get to meet at some point in twenty twenty three. I am going to sort of aim to be in Europe, maybe for the short stay summit. I'd love to go to Barcelona. I'll be there. Oh, you'll be at the short stay summit. <laughs> Good. Well, we we will get together then. I'm Excellent. Yep, Excellent. Definitely. Okay. Well, we shall see you then. And as I say, I shall uh, promote EnviroRental when it is launched, and uh, and and look forward to seeing the impact that that's going to have.
2: That's super. Thank you. And uh, great to see you again and enjoy your
1: time in your RV there. Oh, I I certainly am. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Well, that was such a great conversation. And, you know, I, I, I absolutely meant it when I said I was fascinated by it. And I was just talking to Bob after we had recorded that. And I said that Five years ago, I think I thought I was, you know, I was paying more lip service. I was probably one of those who would plant the tree and think I'd done the stuff, you know, I'd I'd done my bit. And now I'm looking at it in a very different way. And I think it is because we are being bombarded from all sides about the importance of sustainability and about the importance of, um, you know, looking after our world. So, great conversation. I will let you know as soon as Enviro Rental is launched and trust that you will go there and learn from it. Uh, I certainly will. I'll be spending some time on that site as soon as it is launched. So that's it for another week. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I've got plenty of great new interviews coming up over the next few weeks and months. If you know of anybody that you think should be interviewed for the show or or you have a topic that maybe I haven't covered in the last few 467 episodes, then, then let me know. I would be delighted to, to find a new topic to delve into. So as ever, if you've enjoyed listening to this, I would love it if you left a review for me on whatever platform that you listened to your podcasts upon. And If you've got any other feedback, then, of course, uh, let me know too. Always love to hear from you. And you can connect with me at heatheratcottageblogger.com. So with that said, I'm off to enjoy the rest of my day, and I hope that you do as well.
0: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out Hostfully, our podcast sponsor. Head on over to the Virtual Vendor Showcase where you can find out more about this incredible company, and don't forget to use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode.
1: It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.